Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Traveling Pulpit. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. Today is the day that the Lord has made, and we should all be glad and rejoice in it. I know I am, and I hope that you are also. Traveling Pulpit family, as we continue on these days, on this journey, while we are still here waiting for the Lord's return, let us not forget what is most important and what is most important is the Lord. Even though the world seems to be falling away, we must remain steadfast in our faith, looking to him who is the author and finisher of our faith. We have a big problem going on right now in the United States, if not the entire world. And that is the the resembling of the building versus the church. You see, some will call a building a church, but not all churches are buildings. But you can go to a building and have church. But to go to a building doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to church. What I mean by that is Jesus over in Matthew 16 and 13 is in the district of Caesarea Philippi, which was the center of pagan worship located 25 miles north north of the Sea of Galilee. This was an area where idols like Baal and Pan were worshipped. So you see, these practices took place in a building. These idol worshipers, these pagan ritualists did their worshiping in buildings. The residents of this city were mostly made up of Syrian and Greek residents. So they already had in their mind their their uh, their own way of practicing their faith. And they were practicing this faith. Out in the open through this through this idol worship. Now, Jesus, Jesus is the one who came into this world. He came into the world behind enemy lines already at a disadvantage, finds himself in this city. He is in enemy territory. He is in the place where they are calling on the names of idols, where they are practicing the, the, the rituals of black arts or black magic. They are doing things that are against the very nature upon which the Lord God created the world. So Jesus being behind enemy lines and being in enemy territory Asked his disciple in this area of Caesarea Philippi, who do men say the son of man is? Jesus has been on on the earth in the presence of all mankind for a while now and has been doing great things in the witness of mankind as his disciples in this area, this appointed area. You see, what you have to remember is that Jesus does nothing Nothing that that is not in direct purpose with what his mission sent him to this world for. 
So Jesus purposely is in this city or or outside of this city. And he asked his disciples, these people have seen what I've done. These people know who I am. These people know the power that I have commanded from my father who is in heaven. And I want you to tell me who do, who do these people, who do people say that the son of man is? And they answered him by saying, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah and others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But Jesus asked them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. You will not know the true God until you acknowledge that he exists. Until you have that opportunity to acknowledge that he exists, you will not know who the true God is. That is for those who have been going to the building all of their lives, have been giving money in the offering plate all of their lives and still feel a disconnection with the very Christ who they say they believe in. It is important that you confess as Peter did and Jesus wanting to know who do you say that I am? He wants to know from you right now, who do you say that Jesus, the son of man is? So when Peter answered him, Jesus told him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona? For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. Then Jesus goes on to plant his church in the world. And I'm going to ask you a question after I read this, but he goes on to plant his church in the world. He says, and I tell you, Peter, you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Where were they when Jesus made this announcement? Where were they? I'll tell you where they were. They were in the district of Caesarea Philippi. They were in the hotbed of, of evil. They were in the place of idol worship. They were in the place of the black arts and magic. They were in the very place where the enemy of this world dwelled. And Jesus behind enemy lines. He announced that he will build his church on that very announcement in that very place. That confession. He said upon this rock. He could have meant the rock he was standing on, which is the earth. He could have said upon this rock, which is the statement that Peter proclaimed him to be the Christ. He could have proclaimed 
this rock being the head of the enemy of Satan himself. This could be that rock. Remember, the Lord God said that he would bruise his heel and he would crush his head. So any one of those, I believe, that is me believing that this could be that rock. It could be the rock of the earth. It could be the rock of the statement or it could be the rock of the head that he came to crush under his foot. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, he said prevail. He did not say come against. He did not say infiltrate. He did not say copycat. He said prevail, meaning it would not be taken over. And some in this world right now have so many good looking imitations of what they think a church should look like when all they have made is shrines and institutions for their own self. They are the ones to be praised. They are the ones that are following the instructions of the God of this world. But you have to be so intent when you say you believe and you are serving the Christ. Remember, you will be tested. You will be tested. You will be put to the test. Because your words will come at a cost. So do not play around with the Lord when it comes to salvation. I'm putting this warning out there for everyone to hear this. This is important because there are too many buildings who have taken heed by the rules of the world. And they are playing with people's salvation. There are buildings out there right now who proclaim themselves to be churches that there are limited up to 200 people that can go to a service because of what is proclaimed to be out here in the world. A, a pandemic, as I call it. I call it a pandemic because that's what it is to see how many people will tuck tail and run under the cover of the world. But does not Psalms 91 remind us Psalms 91, one, nine, one, one. All you got to do is call him. That's all you got to do. Psalms 91, one says he who dwells in the shelter of the most high will abide in the shadow of the almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress for my God in whom I trust. There are a lot of buildings out there, traveling pulpit family, that there are not a lot of trust in because there are a lot of fake, false, phony chump leaders out there who are telling their people who faithfully come and would come if the doors were open, but they have closed the doors on their own people. They have told them that you must be scanned for temperature that you must show a, a, a false a, a, a false test or you must show that you've been vaccinated in order to come into this service. They have accepted the rules and the mandates of this world. And for that, they will have to answer to it because they have shut their own people out. 
does not nine does not Psalm 91 three says for he will deliver you from the snare of the follower fowler and from the deadly pestilence. Does it not say that traveling pulpit family? So why is those in charge of the building shutting their own people out? You have to go online now and you have to fill out an application to 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 mark your spot so you can have a seat. Well, I'll tell you this, traveling pulpit family, these no good bastards will will do these things, but they still expect those people who don't go to still pay their tithes and offerings. Why is that traveling pulpit family? Why is that? I'll tell you why, because it is a building and that building must be paid for because the world says, if I put the heat in there, you owe me. If I put the air conditioning in there, you owe me. If, if I help you hammer a nail or, 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 or saw a piece of two by four, you owe me. So they have to pay the bill on that building because that's all it is. It's a building and God is not present in that place. There is another God that's present in that place, and that is not the creator of the world. That is not the son of God, and that is not the Holy Spirit that is present in that place. That is nothing more than the enemy, the God of this world, who these men have tucked tail and come under the protection of. And for them, judgment awaits them on that great day. Psalms 91.4 reads, he will cover you with his pinions and under his wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler for you will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. He has promised to protect us. He has promised to protect us, those who call on his name, those who have relationship with him. You see, the world has this thing called a religion where they go by their titles. A relationship goes by how well you know someone. If you have that relationship with Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, then you are going to church because you are the church and you are going to gather at the church with others who are already at the, who are already the church. Here's what I mean, what I'm saying by that. Hebrews 10 and 23 says, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as it is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all and all the more as you see the day drawing near. I'm, I skip some, skip some steps. Let me, let me read that again. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near.
clearly and plainly says, Traveling Pulpit family, to not neglect the meeting together. Not neglect that. But there are some buildings out here that are run by some worldly men who only position in that building is to take in as much money as they can through the fear of God's word being used against those who want to come but cannot come because of a, a pandemic that was placed upon mankind to scare people into taking something of the world that the world has created. This is what is going on. And this is why they are doing the things that they're doing. It is a habit of some to stay distant from, from one another. So the only thing their master did was make up something that would keep us apart. But what did Simon Peter say? You are the Christ, the son of the living God. And what does Jesus say? Upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Traveling pulpit family, it is simple. All are welcome on this podcast. All are welcome here. So a lot of people don't understand that the traveling pulpit is not just a podcast. It is a ministry. It is a ministry in motion. Wherever God's word is. Or wherever, wherever you are, you have God's word with you. That is where relationship comes in. You can take your best friend to the mall and y'all can hang out at the mall and have lunch at the mall and shop at the mall. You are having relationship with each other. You are getting to know each other intimately. This is why you can take this word with you and have it with you no matter where you are, because you are building an intimate relationship with your savior. This is why it is called ministry in motion. Because you take the ministry with you. This is more than just a podcast traveling pulpit family. This is a ministry, a living, breathing ministry. That has set its sights on reaching the unchurched, reaching those who have turned, who have been turned off by church, reaching those who who feel that church has nothing for them. Well, I'm telling you now, if you feel that way, welcome to the traveling pulpit. Welcome to the traveling pulpit. Because the truth of God's word is going to be taught, preached, and I pray received right here. There is no corner to cut right here. This is about salvation. This is about presenting you blameless before a blameless God. This is about having the blood of Jesus come, come full flesh upon you and cleansing you of all your unrighteousness so that you can stand in the judgment line and be told, welcome home, good and faithful servant. You are welcome into this place. So what do we do now? What do we do now, traveling pulpit family? 
I'll tell you what we do now. We put on the armor of God. We put on that armor so that we can stand and fight in that day. Because that day is not only coming, that day is quickly approaching if it's not already here. I want to read out to you those pieces of armor that are so important and how you get them to be placed upon you. Ephesians 6 and 10. Paul says, or he writes, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities and against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the in the evil day. And having done all to stand firm, standing, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all power and supplication. Traveling pulpit family, it is important that you put on this armor and how you put on this armor is by asking the Holy Spirit to equip you every day that you will be ready for battle because a battle is ensuing if it's not already taken place. That battle is ensuing and it's not going to stop. He's going to continue to do everything he can to distract you, to distract us. But we must remain steadfast in our faith, knowing that Jesus Christ is the author and finisher of our faith knowing that he has what is good for us in his plans and he will not sell us out and he will not leave us and he will not keep us from coming to him. He will not take our temperature. We do not have to fill out a, a application online. We do not have to wear a mask. We do not have to take a shot. His blood is the shot that was given for us. All we have to do is believe and accept and we will be saved. Just like it says over in Romans 10, 9, if you, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It is that simple traveling pulpit family. Now, I'm talking to the world the worldwide traveling pulpit family, because this message goes throughout the world. I'm talking to my brothers and sisters throughout the world. This message, this confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, this believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead and believing that you will be saved. This goes throughout the world. 
It is time that we recognize who we are following. It is time that we build that relationship with our Christ, with our Savior. As I've said before, we can take our best friends to the mall to shop and eat and hang out. We can take this message with us wherever we go while we're shopping, while we're hanging out, while we're in the gym or the marketplace or at work. We can take this ministry in motion to places, to people, even into ourselves. Because upon this rock, he built his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Traveling Pulpit family, I want to thank you once again for allowing me to come and just give you what has been given to me. And that is the word of God. I pray that this word has reached you. I pray that you will receive this word. But most importantly, I pray that you will put this word into practice. He wants that relationship with you. And what will make me the happiest is to know that you are in relationship with him. You see, one thing you, you, you must know, Traveling Pulpit family, is that yes, we are all sinners. I am the biggest sinner you'll ever meet. Trust me. I know a lot of people say that, and I share in that sentiment with my brothers and sisters that I am the biggest sinner that you meet because we are all sinners. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. But I will tell you this, being in a relationship with Christ is the reason he got up out of that grave because religion is what put him on the cross. But relationship is what got him up out of that grave. And he is alive forevermore with all power in his hand. And he wants that relationship with you. Traveling Pulpit family, that is it for today. I look forward to doing Wednesday with the word with you over on Facebook. You can follow there at tra at the Traveling Pulpit on Facebook. I think I set the page up correctly. Also, Traveling Pulpit family, we are still continuing looking to raise funds so that we can do other projects as far as going uh, mainstream live. We are looking into doing those types of things. So if the spirit should move you, I want you to pray prayerfully consider making a donation to the Traveling Pulpit by PayPal at Traveling Pulpit. Uh, I'm going to try to post the link online on the various uh, social media sites and, and, uh, and share this message with someone. Please share this message with your friends, your families, your neighbors, you know, whomever, your distant cousins, whomever that you believe will, will need to hear this word after you hear it, of course, but share this message with someone. Um, I look forward to once again, if it is the Lord's will to return on next Saturday with a new message. But until then, traveling pulpit family, I hope that you have had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. And and as we approach the uh, Christmas holiday and New Year's holiday, let us remember that this is why we celebrate this season that we're coming into. But we should celebrate this season every single day of the year. God bless. Talk to you soon. I love you. Bye for now.